Hey guys, bet you thought I was going to forget to do this podcast, and I almost did, but I'm not going to let a week go by where I don't put out some content, even if it's just for myself, to hear my own thoughts about this coming week as far as lines go and fantasy and daily fantasy and all that good stuff. So I've just had my third cup of coffee on this Saturday morning. I listened to five podcasts at two times speed, and I am just ready to go. I've read up on my data, I've made my decisions, I know who I want in my lineups, and that's why I've made about mm, 10 different lineups uh, from FanDuel to to DraftKings, so I'm very indecisive, but I have a lot of games that I'm targeting, and and different strategies that I'm using for each lineup. So I know I said I was trying to get that DraftKings sponsorship sponsorship excuse me um but there's just a lot of uh a lot of variability in player salary from FanDuel to DraftKings that I uh, like to take advantage of so it's you know it's it's um a little too hard to pass up for me it's probably an issue but it's okay last week was uh was interesting. It was interesting. It was a little more football, a little more unpredictability. Uh, you know, you look at the games uh, like that Vikings game. And oops. Uh, I think we all got that one wrong. <laughs> big time, big time. That was uh, not exactly what we were looking for. It's a, this game. That game was a bit of a lesson, though. I mean, you look at the rest of week three. And week two, even that was week two, was very unpredictable, uh, and that that's football. Football is unpredictable. Uh, you know, you, we can't get every game right, and if we rely on guys for season long fantasy that are game script dependent, that are really rock paper scissors types of guys, where if it's a high scoring game, he's not getting usage. If it's a low scoring game, he's not getting usage. Uh, that's going to be really tough week to week for fantasy. And I've made some moves in my in my leagues, um, my one league specifically where trading happens rampantly. Uh, it's awesome, and it's a league that I have not won yet, so it's kind of like my white whale that I really try to win in, and it's a very, really competitive league. It's real, it's a lot of fun, um, and so I've made some moves there uh, that are kind of you know questionable, but I've the way that I see the season long. Uh, slate panning out, I think I made some good moves. So I'm trying to get away from those guys who are very game flow dependent, and it's very hard to uh, decide what's going to happen week week after week. So the Vikings lost to the Bills last week. Obviously, that was bad in Minnesota, uh, and. They just lost to the Rams this week, too. But that was not an embarrassing game from the Vikings. That was a good game from the Vikings, and it really should, if you own Vikings or if you're a Vikings fan, you're coming away from that game, and you're thinking, you know, we just lost to the who I would say right now is the best head coach in football and to a performance by a quarterback that will go almost unrivaled. This year, I mean, if you watch that game, Jared Goff was just unbelievable, dude. 
it was crazy. The throws he were making, he was making were legitimately great throws, putting them in positions that were just indefensible. It was awesome. It wasn't dump offs that Todd Gurley took off. I mean, there was one where Todd Gurley took off and gave Goff 50 yards, but man, th- he was just lighting it up. And if you're a Vikings fan, I mean, it's like, shit, what do you, what can you really do? What you can do is you can look at that game and say, Kirk Cousins gave you a really great performance. You got a great performance from your wideouts, and you can just take the coach's word for it that Dalvin Cook, who was the only disappointment in this game from the offensive side of both balls, uh, he was the only disappointment, but you can look at that and say, okay, he was really on a pitch count because he did not play in the second half at all. And it didn't make sense for them to play him in the second half that much because they were constantly playing catch-up. There was really no need to run the ball. Uh, so at that point, just play Latavius Murray and, and chuck the rock, which they did. So I'm trying to buy Dalvin Cook if you can. Uh, season long is a little hard because, you know, there's – chances are owners aren't looking to panic sell Dalvin Cook like that. But if you can buy him, you can package him, you know, put him in a package for yourself and do that. At the end of the day – Look at the trends of volume. Try to find who's getting the most targets, who's getting the most carries, who's getting the most looks, and target those guys who haven't yet performed to the expectations that you would expect with that much volume. And really what that is boiling down to is who is not scoring as much as they should if they're touching the ball that much. There's a lot of guys that are getting as many touches as Carlos Hyde that don't have any touchdowns. Carlos Hyde has four touchdowns, so his volume is paying off, and that's going to continue to pay off with Baker Mayfield as the quarterback, just as an example. So I, I made a bunch of trades in, the, in that league that I was talking about. That was my white whale, right? So I, I acquired Robert Woods who I told you guys to trade for because I liked all of the advanced analytics, and he gave us back-to-back great performances. Um, before the Thursday night game, I ended up trading him. And I also traded away Melvin Gordon. So you're probably thinking why at this point, you know, you're shutting off the podcast. Why the hell am I listening to a dude who traded Melvin Gordon and Robert Woods, two great players. Melvin Gordon gets that volume that I'm talking about. Robert Woods gets the air yards. Why would you trade those guys? So the trades that I made were I traded Melvin Gordon and I received Odell Beckham and Carryon Johnson. So my wideouts really needed some some sharing up, and I did not want to rely on a guy who I would really want as a bench or you know a desperation flex, having to be my wide receiver too every week, which is what was really happening. So when I traded Melvin Gordon, I got Odell Beckham. Now I have Odell Beckham and Keenan Allen, and now I have Carryon Johnson, who was on the rise. And I'm very excited about his stock. I just hope that the Lions coaching staff just forgets that Carryon Johnson's on their team, which could very well happen. The only reason I'm hoping it doesn't happen is because it's Matt Patricia now, and I think that he can bring some brains to the organization. Um, and Jim Bob Cooter as well is going to help let Carryon Johnson happen. And I'm just trusting what they said in that they're going to let Carryon Johnson develop into his own role, and he's building, he's carving out his own role. We'll see what happens if the Lions are playing from behind. And it's going to be interesting seeing Carryon Johnson against the Cowboys at Dallas. We'll see what um, what Lions team we get and, you know, how well that defense is going to perform. 
the Cowboys defense that is and see what kind of work the Lions offensive line can do. So I still have Carlos Hyde, and then I now have Carrion Johnson. And then I made another trade, so I then traded Robert Woods and Deion Lewis, okay? And in turn, I got Demarius Thomas, so that kind of softens the blow of losing Robert Woods. I still get that Woods floor without the ceiling. And I traded Deion Lewis because I'm just not certain that the Titans are going to score a lot of touchdowns, and... I don't see Deion Lewis giving me the yardage that I need week after week. However, I would trade for Deion Lewis. You know, I, I, I kind of just tried to think of ways that I could get Deion Lewis back because, uh, you know, they have played some very stout defenses so far. And I think that Deion Lewis is a very good, you know, flex play if you need to. Uh, he's definitely a guy I'd like to have on my bench, but I, I sold that to get Sony Michelle. As soon as I heard Rex Burkhead was on the IR, I said I need to have Sony Michelle. So I ended up giving that Robert Robert Woods away before the big game, um, in in cashing in on Sony Michelle. And I still probably would have done that trade even after the Robert Woods game because I think that the Patriots are going to figure it out as they always do. You know, once they get Edelman back, once they get Gordon in, incorporated, involved in the offense. Uh, you know, I, I think Sonny Michelle, you know, he's getting that good volume that I see. And now that James White and it's now that it's only James White and Sonny Michelle, I think that situation becomes a lot more clear and I'm excited to have Sonny Michelle on my team. Also, I can potentially keep him. So that's cool. Let's look at some of these, uh, game lines. The over-unders are very difficult to bet on, in my opinion. Um, a lot of people really like the Bengals and the Falcons over-under of over 54. It's uh, Betting the over-under is just so risky to me. You just never know what's going to happen. I mean, you never know what's going to happen with any of these games, but I like betting lines more than I like betting the over-under. So I really like, uh, I think the Steelers minus three is a great play uh, at home in Pittsburgh. Sunday night football, prime time. That's why Tomlin wears the big shades. Uh, I just have seen enough Steeler football to know prime time. Uh, that's where they shine. So I'm really excited about that game. Another line that I like, uh, you know, I, I have a bunch of little bets up, but uh, I think the Dolphins plus seven is a really good play. I'm probably crazy for thinking that. Everyone thinks that this is the Patriots' get-right game. They beat up on the Dolphins in, in Foxborough all the time. However, I just see, you know, the under being a good play here. I know I just said I don't like bidding the over-under, but I just think the Dolphins' defense I'm a very big believer in. And I don't think the Patriots have the weapons right now to combat what the Dolphins can do to them. And I don't think the Dolphins are very great offensively outside of their explosive trick plays that they run uh, with Jakeem Grant and Albert Wilson and, of course, Kenny Stills. 
a lot of big play guys there. They'll they'll wear you down with the Kenyon Drake and the Frank Gore, and then they hit you with the big plays. So I like that explosiveness of the Dolphins to be able to cut this game within seven, and I think that plus seven for Miami is a great play. Now let's get to daily fantasy instead. Let's get away from that Vegas shit. So like I said, I got a ton of lineups across FanDuel and DraftKings. I think it's a little bit easier. It's always easier to con- to construct a lineup on FanDuel, it seems, because they give you more money to play with, and you have the opportunity to get more stars, because that's the case. DraftKings, you gotta you gotta kind of go down a little bit and um, really reach for some guys. I already see a lineup that I want to change, so it, it, I, I'm very conf- there's some games that I'm conflicted about, and I'm conflicted about right now uh, Houston at Indianapolis Colts. I had a couple lineups where I said okay. Um, you know, I, I know that this Colts defense can be, you know, is, is good, but I wanted to stack uh, Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, and Will Fuller and try to get that stack that I don't see a lot of people playing. And, you know, that might come come around and bite me because I have ended up wiping out that stack. I don't have that stack in any in FanDuel or on DraftKings right now. Because I think that the Colts defense um, in Indianapolis – as well, uh, I, I think that they're I think that they're not bad, <laughs> and I ended up taking the Colts a few times on DraftKings because they're so cheap and because um, Houston hasn't been overly daunting against opposing defenses so far, and it just clears up uh, cap for me to take other players. So some games that I'm looking at that I'm trying to take guys in. I'm looking at that Giants game, uh, Giants at New Orleans, I believe. I should know that. Oh, it's, a, it's sorry, at the Meadowlands. New Orleans at the Giants. And the Bengals versus the Falcons as well. Those are two big games that I'm looking at where... I'm either in my lineups, I'm kind of flip-flopping between stacking those two uh, with the various teams. So I have a couple lineups where I'm stacking Bengals, a couple where I'm stacking Falcons, stacking Giants, and then stacking Saints. I really like that game, those pair of games. One player that I do really like in FanDuel, the one guy who I am, well, there's two guys. I either have Kenny Galladay or Allen Robinson in all of my FanDuel lineups. I like Kenny Galladay because he is 5.8 thousand in FanDuel. That is absurd. That is absolutely crazy. Kenny Galladay is on 95% of snaps for the Lions. He has gotten seven targets in every game. He's he's good. 5.8,000, I will take that every every single time. He's one of the cheapest plays you can have in FanDuel. Allen Robinson, on the other hand, 6.5,000. Coming off of a down game, 
he's still getting a lot of air yards. He's still getting a lot of looks. And there's a very strong correlation between how quarterbacks perform and the amount of pressure that they face. And the, the Tampa Bay Bucks don't put a lot of pressure on the quarterback, which is good for Mitch Trubisky. One of the most heavily affected quarterbacks by pressure. So I like those two guys to give me a solid floor. Tight end is kind of tough this week. I ha- I'm not paying up at the tight end position. I like Ebron to get it to, to score against Houston. Eifert in, a, in what should be a shootout. I like. I have Njoku, but I'm really worried about his hands. However, in that offense now with Baker Mayfield at Oakland, Oakland isn't going to put a whole lot of pressure on Baker. I think Njoku is a good play as well. I'm just kind of just var- getting some uh, variance in my tight end position. And then Austin Hooper in that Cincinnati versus Atlanta game as well. So in the game where I have Eifert, I have Dalton as my quarterback as well as actually A.J. Green and Gio Bernard. And then I have two lineups where I have Matt Ryan, and I'm pairing that with Julio Jones in one, and then Calvin Ridley in another with uh, Austin Hooper in that one as well. And then uh, Tevin Coleman in a couple of these too. Uh, looking at my DraftKings, I have Drew Brees in two of my lineups, uh, one with Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas, one with just Michael Thomas. The one where I have Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas, I'm definitely taking some risk there. Um, I also have Saquon Barkley in that matchup. I'm just playing for the shootout there. I'm just going all in on that game, that Saints versus Giants game. I have Kelvin Benjamin. Uh, in the, in that lineup with, so let's just look at my superstars for a minute. Drew Brees, Saquon, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas. I have to take some budget picks from here. Really hoping for touchdowns from guys. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin gets a lot of volume. I can see him potentially scoring a touchdown. Christian Kirk, very cheap as well. Um, with, you know, looking at, Josh Allen and Rosen, their uh, two respective quarterbacks, expecting something out of those guys. And then Antonio Gates is my tight end. Very cheap play. Um, you know, against the 49ers, I could see the a lot of ball going around there. And then my flex is Antonio Callaway in this lineup. He got 10 targets recently, uh, you know, against the uh, – Vulnerable Raiders defense with Baker at the helm. Uh, I like his potential to score. So when I build these high-profile guys who I know um, or I am very confident that the yardage will be there, I like to offset that with some guys that can potentially score touchdowns. So that's really what you're looking for, touchdowns out of those cheap guys. So I just look for volume that comes out of those cheap guys. A really cheap play that I'm that I'm into is Bilal Powell. I only have him in one of my lineups, but I think against the Jaguars, I potentially, you know, we we're awful at predicting games, you know, like I was trying to predict that Vikings game, but I can see the Jets at Jacksonville having a tough time getting any offense going, so I can see Bilal Powell 
being a guy that they end up throwing in the backfield more than Crowell and getting some volume to help with this lineup that I have of Drew Brees, OBJ, Michael Thomas. Allen Robinson makes an appearance in this lineup as well. And then playing that New Orleans Giants game again, I have another lineup where I'm taking Eli Manning. So I'm very uh, Giants Saints heavy on DraftKings and way more um, heavy with Bengals Falcons on FanDuel. That's just kind of the way it worked out. With this with this Eli Manning lineup, I have Manning, Coleman, Kamara. Um, taking Calvin Ridley as a you know hopefully a touchdown guy. Allen Robinson, Allen Robinson. Um, Austin Hooper here as well. Uh, Sterling Shepard is my wideout here, and then Saquon Barkley is my flex. So just say just go reading that lineup out loud. Um, I think I need to uh, fade one of these games here, and because I have Eli Manning, I have the um, the Giants Saints stat going on here. I think I'm going to fade my Falcons in this lineup. So rather than banking on both of those games booming and just kind of getting a little bit of each, I think I need to, you know, completely fade one of them and try to get a different game in there, just kind of get reading that lineup out loud. So that, that that's just a strategy that I look at, you know, because everybody is going to be playing those giant, that giant States game and that Falcons uh, Bengals game pretty heavily just because of the high um, over under total. I don't really like to have my hand in both pots like that. I just think it kind of handicaps myself and limits my upside. Try to get some lower-owned guys who aren't people aren't expecting to have good games and try to get them on my lineup. And then this other lineup that I have is a, kind of a wild card. Um, I have a Baker Mayfield, Antonio Callaway stat going on with David Njoku. Will Fuller in this lineup as well, hoping for a touchdown. Allen Robinson, Sonny Michelle. Uh, so just kind of a very random lineup uh, just to see how that goes. I don't really – I'll probably end up tinkering that again before Sunday. But I hope I don't because you need – I like to have just one lineup that is, you know, very, very different. So, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on Daily Fantasy – Here's what my team is looking like in this league that I, um, you know, that I'm struggling to win in the most. So I have Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback. We're still waiting on him to kind of um, excel and show that he is the best quarterback in the league. I do think that will happen, so I'm just being patient. I have OBJ now. Waiting on Keenan Allen to get up to what he can do production-wise. The emergence of Mike Williams uh, definitely hurts Keenan Allen, for sure. However, I'm still very confident in what he can do, and I'm going to wait till the season goes on for him to really take over that role of uh, target monster. And I'm waiting on OBJ, too, to score a touchdown. He hasn't scored yet this season. I know he is just dying to dance in that end zone. And I'm waiting for him to have an explosion of a game, and I hope that this week can be it. And I have Demaris Thomas as a wide receiver as well. My other wideouts are Randall Cobb, and I have Jakeem Grant as well. I'm looking for Jakeem Grant to score another touchdown. The way that the Dolphins are kind of operating right now, they run a lot of gadget plays, so they're just a very explosive offense. So 
the waivers are very barren in this league. So I'm just holding on to Jakeem Grant because I really don't have a much better play. My running backs for this league, uh, Carlos Hyde. Love that pick. Like, I, if you guys, the few guys that have that listened to this, you know I love Carlos Hyde, and I own him in almost all of my leagues. Uh, I acquired Sony Michelle. I'm starting David Njoku this week at tight end. I have Evan Ingram on my IR. And I also own Carryon Johnson and Theo Riddick. I hope Theo Riddick can have, you know, just one more good game, maybe. Um, that wouldn't really bode well for my Carryon Johnson stock, but that's fine. I want to hold Carryon and... I don't really want to own both of the Detroit Lions backs, but, you know, I kind of have to. I can't drop Theo in a PPR league. I own I own Naheem Hines as well. I can't wait till I have to play Naheem Hines because I think that he is a great, you know, desperation flex. I think his floor is very safe. Uh, the Colts running backs are not doing anything, and Hines gets a ton of looks. So, you know, when I have to play him, I'm going to be happy. And then I just spent uh, – Ten dollars of my fab out of a hundred. Uh, I have less than a hundred now, but it's we're playing with a hundred dollar fab. Uh, Ten dollars spent on Bilal Powell. He was a free agent, and I think that he's going to be the better back in that Jets backfield. And I, you know, if, as you can tell with my backs of Sony Michelle, Carlos Hyde, Carryon Johnson, um, you know, I need one more decent back. So a bunch of RB twos on my roster that you know have potential to get RB one volume which is, you know, what I'm kind of looking at there um, with the um, OBJ explosion potential and Damaris Tom- Thomas floor. Uh, my team is not very scary, if I do say so myself. However, I like uh, my week-to-week production possibility. So if you want to look at uh, one of my best teams, you know, while I have you on here, I'm wrapping up this uh, this podcast. Um I'm in a league where I got to keep Alvin Kamara in the 13th. That was awesome. Um, I had Kareem Hunt, who I drafted in the ninth round uh, the year before. And I ended up trading him for Kamara midseason. So now I have Kamara. My team looks like Patrick Mahomes, DeAndre Hopkins, Brandon Cooks, Julio Jones, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, Jimmy Graham. Uh, so a lot of lot of really good guys on this team that I'm really excited about. I, have, I own Naheem Hines in this league as well. I really think that he's a really valuable running back, and he's probably the last running back you can pick up off your waivers. I don't know what you guys, what your uh, waiver wires look like, what your leagues look like, but there's only one league of mine where I have a good waiver wire. All my other leagues, the waiver wire is so barren. It is insane how barren the waiver wire is right now. And I don't see a lot of guys emerging unless people in your league are dropping good players. For example, Derrick Henry just got dropped in uh, that league that I haven't won yet. And I'm trying to pick him up, but he clears waivers after this week. So hopefully he has a poor week and nobody wants to pick him up because I'm trying to pick him up. And then while I have you, my last league uh, that I really absolutely love my team in. So this is a 14-team league that I'm in, and it was a slow draft. So how that works is we go on a website. We have 12 hours to make our pick. 
So you make your pick, and then you go on a forum, and you post who your pick is and why you pick them. So 14 teams, three wideouts, one flex, half PPR. I was the second pick, and I picked Bell, and I still love the way that my team turned out. I had Big Ben, Adam Thielen, Cooper Cup, Jarvis Landry, Carlos Hyde, James Conner, Travis Kelsey, and then I have, as a flex option, Corey Davis, Alfred Morris, Le'Veon Bell waiting to come back, D.D. Westbrook, Corey Clement. Uh, just really, really into that team. I'm very proud of how I drafted that team. So I have some good teams. Uh, I'm just kind of waiting on these other uh, teams that I'm tinkering with to kind of make, to come to fruition. So, all right, guys, hit just under half hour, which is what I'm trying to do now. Hopefully you enjoyed this. I really hope you did. I'm trying to do this more consistently, like I say all the time, but just because I say it doesn't make it true. But if you listen and you enjoy it, it would help me if you just let me know. Just tell me you listened, tell me you liked it. Uh, come at me with some questions, even if you don't really, even if you don't really care. Just you know, uh, just I- I'm down to talk about fantasy football all the time. I start my new job on Monday. Like I said, I hope that I don't think that that's going to hinder with this progress with um, this podcast. It's definitely going to hinder with my research, unfortunately. Um, however, I like I said, I'm going to probably just use it as an excuse. This podcast as an excuse to kind of have an escape. So hopefully that doesn't sound as morbid as it did. Uh, all right, I'm I'm done. Bye, guys.